Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Luke, chapter number 15. And we're studying on yesterday on the last podcast about this elder brother, the second prodigal. We're well aware in Luke 15 of the first prodigal, of how he left the father's house and went to the far country and wasted his substance with riotous living. You got to understand the context of this passage. A lot of times we make a lot of the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son, and rightfully so. It shows the compassion of the Lord Jesus, of how he's willing to look for the sheep, how he's willing to look for the coin, how he's willing to welcome the the son back to the father's house. But the context is that Jesus was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees who were talking about him receiving sinners and eating with them. And that's why he gave these parables. And so I'm dealing with the second prodigal because the second prodigal is what too many times our churches are filled with when that second prodigal was angry because he was out in the field working and heard the music and dancing and the Bible said he wouldn't go in because he was angry and the father came out and entreated him, begged him. And uh, he answered his father and said, you know, I've served you. I've not transgressed you. At any time have I broken a commandment, not one time, and you never give me a kid, you never killed me a calf, you never made merry with my friends, but as soon as this son wasted your living, your substance, your uh, all you had given him with harlots, you killed him the fatted calf. And I was talking on the last podcast about how you can have sonship without brotherhood. And how that we so many times are like these Pharisees. We don't care about our fellow man. If you've not already listened to the last episode, number 310, I would tell you to go listen to that before you listen to here. And here's the thing. A child of God that's right with God should have a desire to see sinners saved, should have a desire to see the lost sons come home. And... um. The elder brother saw no reason for the surplus in his in his father's house. If you look at verse 17, the Bible said there was bread enough and to spare. There was always enough food on the table. There was enough grace, enough forgiveness, enough joy, enough peace, enough strength, enough power. And not one time did he question that because he knew there was an abundance. Can I say something right here? We are so blessed with an abundance in the house. I believe we're so guilty of what this second prodigal was guilty of. We come to our nice churches. We sit on our nice pews. We enjoy the heat and the air. We enjoy the good singing, the good preaching. And we have become so spoiled that we don't appreciate it anymore. Why didn't he have a desire to give some food to his brother? Why did he not have a desire to go in and enjoy the music and the dancing and the party, the rejoicing, because he was backslidden? 
and possibly representative of a lost church member. It's either lost or backslidden. You could preach it either way. And in our churches today, we have an abundance of surplus. We've got bread enough and to spare. Plenty of Bibles, uh, radio and internet ministries, money, church building, preachers on every pew. And yet we're not giving out like we ought. He felt no distress that there was an empty seat at the Father's table. The Father was distressed. You say, why do you believe that? Because he saw that lost son coming home a great way off. Verse number 20, he had been watching. He had been watching for that prodigal son to come home. The older brother had not. Somebody had to tell him his brother had come home because he wasn't looking for the prodigal to come home like the father was. If we had the desire that God has to see the lost saved, don't you think it would make a difference? I guarantee you that the day that that prodigal son left and went to the far country, that father had not enjoyed one meal. You know why? Because there was an empty seat at the table. I want to ask you this. Does it bother you when you see an empty seat at the table? When you look at your family, you know we're getting ready to get together for Thanksgiving in a few weeks, and it's going to be a hard time for some folks. Uh, Christmas is a very tough time for some folks. You know why? Because when you get together with your family, you'll look around and there'll be some empty seats. Oh, I know all the chairs may be filled with new family members or new friends, but you understand what I'm talking about. Where dad used to sit, there's no there's no one sitting there. There's an empty seat. Or maybe it could be a husband. Maybe it could be a wife. Maybe it could be a child that you've lost that's, that's already gone to heaven. And you look around at the table and Thanksgiving's just not what it was because mom and dad's not there. I know when I was a boy, we used to look so forward uh, to going to my grandmother's house. And... Uh, not just at Thanksgiving, but just about every Sunday when I was a boy, we would go up to my grandpa and grandma Simpsons and grandma would put the spread on. Lord have mercy, could she cook? But those are empty seats. Those are empty seats. And it's just not the same when you sit down and there's an empty seat. Now that's what death has done. But I wonder, does it bother us when we go to church and there's an empty seat. When we look down the pew and we see a lot of our family, but then we look and see that there's some of our family that's not in church, not saved. Empty seats. I don't believe that father enjoyed one meal. I believe when he went to bed at night, he walked by that prodigal son's door to his room and the bed was empty. He probably wept because he was thinking about where his son was thinking about maybe what his son was doing because there was an empty seat. That was not the concern of the second prodigal, the elder brother. He wasn't concerned. He wasn't concerned that there was an empty seat at the table. He wasn't concerned that there was an empty bed in the bedroom. It didn't bother him. He's able to eat, able to work, able to do. In fact, the only time you see him upset is when the prodigal son came home. And they decided to throw a party. 
and kill the fatted calf. It didn't bother him that there was an empty seat at the table. Does it bother you when you see an empty seat at the house of God? When you see someone that used to be in church that's no longer in church, when you see someone that used to be faithful that misses all the time, does that bother us? Does it bother you if there's empty seats in your Sunday school class? Does it bother you that so-and-so doesn't sit beside you anymore because they got out of church? If it doesn't bother us, either one of two things, we're not saved or we're backslidden. The only time that we see this elder brother, this second prodigal, talk to his father about his brother is in a tone of condemnation. Now, I don't want to get too far off on that, but isn't that the modern church? That we, instead of being compassionate toward the lost, are many times critical. Instead of being compassionate to those who have fallen, we're critical. Can I remind you what the Bible says in Galatians chapter number 6? The Bible says when a brother is taken over in a fault, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. Now there is a implication there that not all of them were spiritual. Not all of us are spiritual. He said ye which are spiritual. There's some of you that's carnal that's not going to restore him. But ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You know what that second prodigal's problem was? He didn't think he was capable of doing all the wickedness that the first prodigal had done. But the Bible says in, in chapter 6, verse 2 of Galatians, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 3, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. That second prodigal didn't think he was capable of going out into the far country. Didn't think he was capable of wasting his substance with righteous living. Didn't think he was capable of wasting the father's living with harlots and ending up in the pit and the pig pen and feeding swine, and even getting to the point where you would fill your belly with the husk of the swine. The only time you see him talking about the brother to the father is in a tone of condemnation. I'm going to tell you something here. We, as Baptists, talk about how bad the world is, and yet we sit and we do nothing to fix it. Instead of talking about the sinner in a condemning way, why don't we talk about the sinner to God in a compassionate way? Instead of bad-mouthing, complaining, criticizing, let's pray. I'm afraid that we've not been talking to the Father about the lost. Because if we talk to Him about the lost and pray to God about the lost, I believe He'll send us after Him. He did absolutely nothing to bring His brother home. Well, I'm glad the prodigal came home but it was in spite of his brother not because of him and there are people that gets that that get saved but i wonder how many get saved in spite of us and not because of us what are we doing to reach our lost brothers and sisters if you were lost and everyone had a burden for souls like you what kind of chance would they have would you have of getting saved. 
I don't want to be this second prodigal. I want to have compassion like the Father has compassion. I want to be looking down the road when I see them coming. I want to run to them, fall on their neck, kiss them, and tell them how glad I am that they're home and not be out back sulking, pouting. I don't know why God's so good to them. Man, they did this. They did that. The truth is any of us are capable of, of, of doing those things. We better learn to have compassion, get a burden for souls. The second prodigal, we need to really think on that, that we don't want to be like that. We've got the opportunity today to go out and make a difference in this world. There are prodigals, lost prodigals all around us. And too many times we're just busy working in the field instead of waiting with the Father. Let's get a burden for souls. Today you've got the opportunity to be salt and light. There's plenty of sinners around you. There's plenty of sinners around you. Have you cared for them? Have you spoken with them? Have you given them a track? Have you invited them to your church? Have you prayed for them? There's plenty of sinners around. Don't get so busy working with the fa- in the field that you can't wait with the Father because they'll come home if we pray. They'll come home if we stay faithful. They'll come home if they know we care. That old boy went home. You know why? Because he said, my father cares. He went home because he said, my father will care. He'll care for me. And that's why he went home. But I wonder if the father had been dead, what the prodigal would have said. I can't go home. My brother will condemn me. My brother will mock me. My brother will fuss at me because I've wasted my life. But my father cares. I wonder, man, he probably would have went home sooner if he'd have said, my father and my brother care. Let's care. Be salt and light today. There's plenty of sinners around us. And if you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? I'm going to get up tomorrow, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I am going to show some compassion to a sinner. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.